Welcome to Sound DeFi, the podcast that delivers key insights from today's thought leaders on all things DeFi, blockchain, crypto, and private market asset data. I'm your host, Chris Berg. We are joined today by the founder and CEO of Apex Group Limited, Peter Hughes. Peter, thanks for joining us. Appreciate you giving us some time. And also, Georges Archibald, he's the head of Apex Americas with the Apex Group, and you guys have teamed up with Invenium. So, great conversation you just had on stage with the CEO of Invenium. Just want to start with you, Peter, if you don't mind, and just share a little bit about why you chose to develop this partnership relationship with Invenium. I mean, for us, uh, I think technology is changing a lot, and our business is all about people and technology. Uh, so, our business is. You know, it's 9,000 people around the world in, in 80 offices, but the technology piece and having the, the latest technology is such a big differentiator for us. And we, we want to innovate and be ahead of our competitors. So teaming up with Invenium and around how we can look at, uh, I suppose, speeding up the trading of really assets, which normally might trade every three or six months and, and be complex to trade, and, and getting that becoming more liquidity um, you know, is going to be a great thing. And, and it'll really uh, transform the way asset managers work going forward. For people that maybe aren't fully familiar with Invenium, can you talk a little bit about what it was about their tech that caught your eye and said, oh, this is going to be a good partnership for us and everybody? Yeah, I think it was really just talking about a, you know a big building and being able to to instead of trading it you know apartments trading every every three three months or six months you have proper data to be able to value it quickly so that it actually can be executed in, in minutes, not you know weeks or, or months. Yeah, that really, I suppose, got my attention. Uh, you know, and that transformative way of thinking about um, trading assets, which are normally very complex and slow to trade, uh, is, is really going to be a huge change. And George, that goes back to our conversation we were just having a minute ago off camera, if you will, about the velocity of money. And so one last thing I want to get from Peter and then bring you in, as you mentioned on stage, and I don't want to misquote you, but you said, hey, I think in the next 36 months, we're going to see the most rapid change ever in X. And what is that X and what does that mean for people? Yeah, it's a technology used to service asset managers. So whether it's the way investors come into asset managers' funds or way, the way that the portfolios get valued, particularly you know, in, in these sort of private markets assets, which traditionally have been very slow and hard to value, I think it's primarily those those key things, but also it'll extend into the way assets get distributed and make them available to a much broader cross-section uh, of the population, which gives them access to, to more interesting tools, maybe a, a even to invest in, but also at a lower cost to invest, which is great for all investors. So I think it's it's really that piece of it. And we're just sitting in the middle of it all, uh, making sure that we are sort of conducting the, the technologists to have the strongest solution around us for our clients. George, do you want to add anything to the relationship between Apex and Invenium? I mean, I would just add very exciting for us because, like Peter mentioned, we really want to be at the center of delivering that value and that democratization. And, and Invenium and Apex are really partnered on that journey. So, sure, you know, we can talk about democratization, uh, but what's really important is we all have that value and it's how do we do it. So this is the, the really exciting part, the development that we're seeing, I guess, over the past two years, but importantly, what Peter mentioned in terms of how quickly the landscape is evolving from a technology footprint perspective. So let's take this home then for people. What does this mean for uh, buyers and sellers, essentially? 
Well, at the asset level, right, if we actually unpack it, right, we have the investors coming in, but what's really important is at the asset level, we have that level of transparency and credentialing of the assets. So Peter mentioned the apartment and the building, right? It's being able to do that at scale versus something that's paper intensive, that's probably not as trustworthy and uniform. So if we can actually do that at the asset level, then what we've done is actually taken an asset and actually shared really what that value is in a different way than has been done previously. And because of that, the trust in that asset is different. And if we have more trust in an asset, then we can actually have more capital flowing into that asset. And then Peter mentioned, uh, obviously, the investor flows and the technology around that. So if we have the asset level transparency and we create the structure, then that ecosystem, right, that modularity that we've actually combined creates that value that, that Peter described. I'd also like to add that it adds legitimacy to the whole transaction. So, you know, I think um, there'd be some programs about how much money has been laundered through real estate in London. You'd think, well, London is a pristine market, well regulated. But, yeah, because they haven't had the right controls and questions being asked around people buying high end properties in London, you know, there's a lot of money that's gone through there which isn't appropriate. So, by having new technology and new ways of making sure you have controls over who's able to invest and you know that they're legitimate, it actually cleans up the whole system. And that can be a positive thing as well. So speak more of that because, I mean, a lot of people have got the idea that crypto or digital assets are places where bad actors are going to go, right? So you're suggesting, hey, Chris, this could flip it on its entire head and now we're actually going to have more transparency and more veracity. Well, when we're involved, yes, I think certainly it's important that you know, we keep everything, um, I, sp- I suppose I wouldn't say clean, but, you know, we actually make sure that KYC, the AML, you know, we, we know who's owning each wallet, etc. When, when it's on, on uh, crypto. So, you know, we want to make sure that there's a role to play in terms of really using these tools, the blockchain tools, to actually make it more secure. Uh, and it's the blockchain piece, which is key in, if it's used in the right way. Georgia, speak to the opportunity for more liquidity coming into the overall system, because you look at now, for example, El Salvador, you know, doing the bond up Bitcoin and things that the nice thing for El Salvador is there's a lot of people there that weren't bankable. Now with what they've created, there's a lot more people that are bankable, thus more liquidity. So take us out maybe 36 months, uh, as he did, and share with us, what do you see happening from a liquidity standpoint? And what does that mean for the markets and assets? I mean, from a private markets perspective, I, I'd look at it that way and say, well, if we can actually take a building or an infrastructure asset and then credentialize the data per evaluation model, I think to Peter's point, it takes a lot of the risk out of the system that previously existed, right? So Peter talked a bit about AML KYC, but it's AML KYC. It's also asset level risk, right? It's you know, or the inputs being properly captured, can they be altered, right? Those types of structures now in place, right, and evolving uh, with Invenium, those are additional transparency years that really didn't exist, call it, you know, two years ago, right? So the ability to, to actually understand what that value is for that particular asset will then make it more saleable, right? And then obviously you see the flows off the back of that. Sorry, Peter. Yeah, you know, I think it's also important to extend that even further and think about actually what's 
key to the globe at the moment, and it's you know, climate change, ESG, and and those other sort of impact types of investments as well, which can make a really strong difference. And, and actually, on these tools and on blockchain, you're getting much better quality data to be able to really measure the, the uh, value businesses are making to the, the climate and the world with ESG or, or impact, uh, or the negative aspects to it. So again, hopefully that'll slow down the climate change effect and, and be really positive as well. So can I just add to that? Yes, please. Um, and, and I think it, you know, super interesting point, especially as we talked about this concept of democratization and growth, right? So you could actually have as an investor a view as to what types of assets you want exposure to and what you'd like to encourage in terms of societal behavior per country, right, per geography, depending. So, you know, very interesting that you could actually look at an infrastructure asset and actually be able to guide really the growth of a, a particular segment by actually understanding this ESG and broader asset level data. So um, something we're, we're really at the forefront of, and I think if you think of ESG and private markets, it's really at the forefront of what Apex has done in terms of build. So what I'm hearing you say is essentially I can go onto these smart contracts and say, okay, this asset's got an ESG score of X that fits within my ESG realm of investments. I feel comfortable making that investment. Is that essentially what you're saying? Yeah, I think ESG will be measured into quartiles and, and investors will only want to invest into specific ESG quartiles and then try and pick the best investment within a certain ESG profile, whether that's an equity investor, whether it's a debt investor, whether it's how people are, are thinking about insurance and insurance risk. You know, I think it, it can apply to, to everything globally. And I think it has to now with, with the uh, state that the planet's in. Um, last question, I'll give you each the last word, is that the interesting thing that I see is what's happening now with the way the assets are going to be able to be bought and sold is that it sort of flattens out the globe, if you will, like Pat talked about. Now you're not going to just invest in the top one or two MSAs, but maybe the top 250. So that obviously spreads out the liquidity across a bunch of different markets. And then secondly, because now more people are bankable, we actually raise the income or the quality of living for more people across the globe. Is that a fair assessment on what I'm seeing happening here? Yeah, I mean, democratization is obviously one of the the byproducts, but it's it's actually the driving value as well. So I think it's a byproduct, but it's a byproduct of the overarching uh, value, which is really democratizing assets and access uh, so that really what you had is basically an investable asset for the top 1%, right, is now becoming something that's much more available as a store of value. You heard Pat mention the political crisis we're in now and really the, the humanitarian crisis in the Ukraine. Uh, and, you know, his example was people are walking out with gold and diamonds. Wouldn't it be great if they had a store of value that they could take out that's outside of gold and diamonds? And the answer is yes. I would just say that that's great, but you've got to make sure that it doesn't create avenues for, you know, the sort of black market, you know, or, yeah. or, or you know, that part of the world, right? Make it easier for them. So you've got to still have the controls and protections around the system too. Uh, so it's getting getting that both for flexibility, but keeping the control. Uh, and I think that's that's what's going to be key going forward. To both of you, thank you so much. Georges, I want to just give you each a last word. So Georges, last word, anything else you want to add or share I haven't asked you? Just, it's great to be here with you and the Invenium team and really with innovators across the globe, really trying to deliver a better, stronger platform. Peter? It's great to see the turnout at this conference. That's like double what I thought. So <laughs> it's really got people's attention. So that's fantastic. 
to both of you. Thank you so much. We appreciate you guys being here and taking some time. So thank you very much. Again, this is Sound DeFi, the podcast that delivers key insights from today's thought leaders on all things DeFi, blockchain, crypto, and private market asset data.